0: This episode contains honest conversation, but some of the nature of the content might not be suitable for sensitive ears. Listener discretion advised. It's about time, because we're going there. Welcome back to another episode of We're Going There. I am your weekly host, Bianca Watis oltoff And let me tell you something, family, if you have been with us, this season has been a doozy. It's been so fun. Not only do we get to talk about grit and resilience, but we're actually giving practical handles on how to unpack those concepts to help us live victoriously gritty lives that are full of resilience. Now, part of building resilience is giving back to others and exhibiting purpose for our lives. Thanks to the outstanding research and work from Dr. Viktor Frankl and his book, Man's Search for Meaning, we know that purpose gives our life meaning. And purpose, as I mentioned in the book, recently released book, Grit Don't Quit, is that there's three P's to resilience, and one of them is purpose. On today's show, I get the privilege and honor to speak with Vice President of Development Resources from Convoy of Hope, Kimri Page. We met back in 2021 in Mexico, and I heard her share her heart for women, not just women there, but women from around the world. That very day, I went up to her so moved and so motivated by her honest words and storytelling that I told her, I want to get involved. I want to help in whatever way that I can uh, from any aspect around the world. Well, Two years later, and about a thousand emails back and forth going and, and dreaming about what we could do together. I'm here not just to talk about empowering women, I'm here to invite you in joining us what we want to do to change the world. And we're inviting you to that. Please welcome to the show, Kimberly Page. So excited to be with you. Kimberly, I love you. And I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you're This is a long time coming, girl. From I know. 2021. 2021. And now we're here. I'm excited. I love it. I love it. And you travel more than anyone else that I know. I'm not even kidding you. Like, who are you, Beyonce? You're in a new hotel room pretty much every, <laughs> every day. And the fact that I get to pin you down for this interview is nothing short of a gift. So thank you. I am in a hotel. You are. I know you are, girl. You always in a hotel. They're gonna have a, a, an indention of your booty in like these hotel chairs because you're in a new hotel all the time. I mean, I gotta get on your reward system because your point loyalty system must be really high. I'm here. For it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Now I want to go ahead and dive in um, because yes, we're talking about purpose, creating purpose, not just in the lives of others, but even for ourselves. And I love what you do with Convoy of Hope. And before we talk about the 16 countries that have been involved in empowering women and helping other women, we're going to tell some amazing statistics and impact. But before we go there, I want to hear your heart for the why. Why are you part of this program? Why do you believe in this program? And there, yes, there's a lot of people in this branch of Convoy of Hope, Women's Empowerment, but you've been there from the very first event. Give us your eyes, give us your ears, but most importantly, will you share your heart? What happened there that kind of like birthed and started what we now get to walk in?
1: Yeah. Well, I am so blessed that I listened to the Lord back in 2007 when He really told me to be part of what Convoy is doing and I had no Mm -hmm. idea what I was getting into at that time but I'm so glad that I was obedient and in 2010 we started a pilot program for women's empowerment in Ethiopia and I got to be one of the first from Convoy of Hope to actually see it in the field And I was blown away by the impact and the need, you know, you think, you know, you don't really know, like our context for our lives is so different for what it is for women all around the world. So to really be face to face with the plight of women who lived in Ethiopia was kind of shocking and eye opening to me. But in our program, you know, we were trying to, our goal was to empower 98 women in this period. And usually, you know, it's about 12 weeks. We're trying to change people's lives, women's lives, and their families' lives. And that's such a short period of time it can happen. But in the same period, we were able to empower more than 900 women, which Come just, on. just blew us away at the the success of the program. But there was one thing that happened that just kind of hit me in the face, so to speak. You know, the women, generally their lives are trying to find sustenance for the day searching for food for the day. They're just living day to day. They can't even think about tomorrow because they're just trying to get through today. So to encourage these women to pull away from providing for their children their families by searching for food or doing some menial task to get just a few dollars to buy meals, we said, well, if you come to this program, we will provide you with groceries so that you don't have to worry about providing food for your family. And then you can be trained and we can kind of change the trajectory of your life. Right. And that and that started, and the women came, and we would end the um, the training uh, sessions with groceries. But when the women started to realize the impact of the program and what that could do for them, they literally asked us, if you giving groceries to us means that our sisters, which is their neighbors, our sisters can't be part of the program, they we don't want you to give us the groceries. We want you to invite more women to be part of this program. And I just um, break up just even telling you the story because- I was shocked at their heart for their neighbors, their sisters, Mm -hmm. and at what a sacrificial level that was, because as a Mm -hmm. mom, I have three kids and I have three grandchildren now. And I just thought, could I be that loving? Could I be that kind to be so concerned Mm -hmm. about my neighbor that it was sacrificial to my own family? Like, would I do that as a mom? And honestly, Bianca, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that my heart is as generous as these women were. So these women who were in such great need taught me such a lesson about loving your neighbor. And uh, I think that's part of the reason why we were able to do so many women, so many more women in that same period.
0: So now that we have kind of got to hear a little bit of your heart, but also And equally vital is the impact of what Convoy is doing in the lives of women. Now I want to talk about what is the Women's Empowerment Program? What is Girls' Empowerment? Where are you guys at? I mentioned this at the top of the show, but I feel like it bears repeating. Sometimes when we feel like we're knocked down, uh, as Dr. Viktor Frankl mentioned, that sense of purpose, of giving back to somebody, of helping someone else is the very thing that our soul needs to get back up. So I want to talk about what is women's empowerment. I want the nitty gritty. I want to talk about, and and I'd love to get a little bit of details of how girls' empowerment was birthed out of women's empowerment.
1: Oh my goodness. That's a big topic and I'm going to try to be succinct with it, but <laughs> my, I, I could go on, I could talk about women's empowerment for a really long time. But you know, Women all around the world live very differently than we do in the United States. And in most countries in the developing world, women are viewed more like property than people. They're more like collateral or commodity to be traded. And most girls are viewed as not valuable enough to even educate. And so when they get to the grade like two or th- second or third grade, they're pulled out of school. As soon as they reach puberty, they come out of school because they can be sold as a wife and be married off at a very young age. And so their trajectory of their lives is pretty much truncated by other people who make decisions for them and their future. And we don't really think about that here, but that one decision changes their whole life. And any dreams or hopes that they may have had for themselves, they don't even have the opportunity to dream. They're pulled out of Mm. school. They are married off at a very young age to a man probably Mm. way older than them. They have children that they're not really capable yet to even take care of. They certainly can't educate their children because they're not really educated much past the very, very basics. Mm. And unfortunately, that's what continues to perpetuate the poverty cycle because it keeps repeating over and over and over again until somebody steps in and says, enough is enough. We need to break it. And Convoy's goal is to intervene and break that poverty cycle for generations to come. Because if you empower a woman, she's going to empower everyone that comes after her, including, like I already told you, in Ethiopia, her entire neighborhood. And we know that when women are empowered, it changes their families, it changes their communities, and it even changes their countries. It's the absolute best investment we can make into eradicating
0: poverty is to empowering women. I am obsessed with this when I, I I like I mentioned I heard you speak about this in at a gathering in Mexico and the simplicity you when I invited you on the show you're like oh no 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 I don't do that I don't talk <laughs> and I I just I want to fight against that narrative because when you speak you're speaking from a place of witnessing and testifying and so will you give us your eyes I know that there's a story of a young woman recently in Ethiopia that you, you and I were quickly talking about, but what has been some of the fruit that you see in the story that you could share of a life that's been impacted because of what we're doing with Convoy of Hope?
1: Well, there's so many women. Um, the, this, well, actually I'd like to share this one story about this woman I met recently because it's so fresh for me. And I, I have the privilege of meeting so many women. In fact, Convoy has empowered more than a hundred thousand women since Ooh, we started this on. program. So there are a hundred thousand plus stories of women whose lives have been radically yes. changed and people yes. that have come after them that have been radically changed. But, you know, I met this woman, her name is Roberta and she lives in Guatemala and um, she just rocked me. She came, from a really, really hard background. She was, um, her parents both died by the time she was seven. She lost her mom at age six and her dad at age seven. So, first of all, just even think about that this little girl she's losing her whole life. And she was one of, I think it's uh, seven siblings. So that's a big family. And now, who's going to take care of these kids? And a long, very long story short, it was just a series of hardship and hardship and bad decisions. And it happens to a lot of girls. She got put into a situation where she was abused in every way that you could be abused by family members, which is just worse. And she did the Thing that, the only thing that she could do was get out as soon as possible. So she married at a very young age voluntarily, but really she didn't have many other choices. And that mm-hmm. ended up to be an abusive relationship. So abusive relationship after abusive relationship, she had her first child. She got married at 14. She had her first child at age 15, ended having three boys. It was in a very trapped relationship where she was not valued or viewed as worth anything, which is a horrible life to live. And she had to get out, and the only thing that she could do was um, – prostitution, which is the plight of a lot of women. And you know, you could judge women for making that choice. But when you have no other choice, and Mm -hmm. you just want to feed your kids, mothers will do anything for their kids. And so I was naive when I first experienced this. And now that I've seen so much in the field, I have another understanding of the decisions that women have to make, and you know, we just feel that that's completely unacceptable that any woman should have to resort to that. But mm. she did what she had to do, and I was grateful that in the brothel where she worked in that area, she actually met a pastor's wife who wanted to minister to women in this situation and tell them that there was a better option for them, that they could have a better life, that she didn't have, that just didn't have to be the only option for her. And so, Roberta ended up finding the Lord through this, which is amazing, the best thing that could happen. But also, it just so happens to be that this woman that she met is the national director for Convoy of Hope in Guatemala. Oh, I have chills. I literally have chills, like Holy Spirit chill bumps right now. That's amazing. Could yeah, it, it gets better because um, we uh, we ended up bringing her into the Women's Empowerment Program. See, it had always been her dream since she was a little girl to do hair and nails. She always wanted to have her own salon and be in this vocation. And Dr. Mirna invited her to the training program. We have a vocation school in Guatemala, and she has now has a degree uh, in cosmetology and hairdressing. And so she was able to start this. Ugh. This, But here's what's so awesome about her. In that same brothel area, it's like a long strip in Guatemala that's been there for more than 50 years. Uh, La Lina is called. A new church has sprung up there. A pastor and his wife, different pastor and his wife have started this church in the middle of the brothel. So wow. think about this. You talk about obedience. They are a target because those who are making money off that brothel do not want them to be there. Yeah. But but Roberta, because she found such freedom in what happened to her, she goes back to this brothel area, to this church called La Puerta, which means the door. The door which I think is a door to a new life. She goes back mm. there and she ministers to these women and she shares the love of Jesus with them to try to help them find the same freedom that she's found. Oh. But but the best part is because of who she is and how amazing she is, Convoy said this lady, this woman is somebody really special, and we want her to be part of the program, our vocation training. So she now teaches other women (laughs) cosmetology, and she's my coworker. So we get to do ministry alongside each other, and it's amazing. And the best part is that her daughter, she has a daughter, and her daughter is 17. Her name is Frida now, and because of Roberta, Frida's life will never look the same as Roberta's. Frida is going to university in the fall. I had lunch with Frida. Oh, and Frida uh, said, I said, Frida, what do you want to do with your education? And she said, Well, I either want to be an industrial engineer or I want to be a lawyer. You want to talk about a complete 180. It's just incredible what God's doing.
0: I am, I am besotted with all of this. <laughs> And what what women's empowerment is doing is providing seed capital and education for women to literally have opportunities that they otherwise would not have had I never have and and so for somebody like Roberta, it's changed her life but then we've also been discussing how, this is not just, it, it. it's not just women. Like it really starts for young girls. So if we yes. can train and educate young girls. That's so what right. I, what I, I, I want to do is I kind of want to walk through the girls empowerment. Like why, yeah. why was it birth? And tell me a little bit of the details there. Right. So, you know, our goal at Convoy is
1: to eradicate poverty. And so mm. I look at it as, you know, you have to meet the immediate need, Right. Of course, there are children who are hungry and we have to meet that need and we do feed children. Why are children hungry? Well, because their mothers don't have the skill set or the opportunities to be able to provide for their own kids. So if we can empower the women, then we can help them meet the needs of their own children. Okay, well, then you take... Tech- take it a step deeper. Why are women in this situation? Well, because as girls, what I just previously explained, because they're being pulled out of school, because they're mm-hmm. not being treated, they're not seeing as valuable enough to educate, they're making money, you know, people making money off selling them into arranged marriages and lots of other things. And so if we can continue to dig down to the core of where does it start, that's how you eradicate it. We don't want to just put a mm-hmm. bandaid on it. We want to get to where it is to cut it out and never have it happen again. And so Our girls empowerment programs, we actually hold those as after-school programs in schools where we teach girls about their value. It was shocking to me that these girls didn't even understand that they had the ability to say no They're just going along with whatever happens to them. They have no voice, which is why I'm so grateful to be speaking on their behalf today to your listeners to tell them (laughs) about their lives because they don't have this opportunity. And we take for granted that you even want to listen to what I have to say. That's uh, incredible. I mean, we take this for granted that we have a platform. We can speak. These girls can't speak. You know, and what happens is it's hard to hear, but these girls get raped and nobody cares because it's completely acceptable. Um, these girls are victims of violence often that's completely acceptable, whether it's by their own family members, by their teachers, by other boys. I mean, there's lots of stories about this kind of stuff that happens. We want them to understand who they are, how God sees them, that they do have value, that they can say no, that they can have options for the future and change the trajectory of their lives. So we want to empower them through these after-school training programs to teach them about these different things um, so that they can change their lives and that they can say no. The other thing that's super important that probably people don't think about, especially your female listeners, is, you know, we understand that every month when you get your period – That's a big deal for any, you know, especially when it happens to you for the first time. But there's something called period poverty. And that's what happens Mm. is because girls, once a month, they don't have sanitary hygiene products, so they can't go to school once a month. And what happens is any child, boy or girl, if you're not in school one week a month, your grades are going to start to slip. But because it's only happening to girls, it contributes to the idea that because they're not Meeting the same grades as the boys, then they're not intelligent, which is not true. And so mm-hmm. we want to keep girls in school all month long. And by providing mm-hmm. them with sanitary hygiene training and, um, supplies, we keep them in school all month long. And we're changing that view. We're changing culture, the cultural view and the stigma that's been on girls for so long and helping them to even understand what's happening to them and how do you,
0: what's it for? And
1: how do you overcome this? And how do you continue to stay in school?
0: I love this because the after-school programs are talking about uh, general health and hygiene, menstruation, health and hygiene, nutrition, emotional health, self-esteem, value... And what I also love is that they are getting the gospel message. That's right. It's not just we're, we're beating them over the head with the word of God. Yeah. We're also just, there's an ad value. And speaking to the Imago Dei, the image of God that they're made in, which is like absolutely stunning and beautiful. Uh, you and I were talking offline about a young woman in Ethiopia who got her period and didn't have to miss school. You want to share an abbreviated quick version of just like how she was able to, or if there's another story of a girl that, you know, maybe her the trajectory of her life altered and changed because she was part of the after-school program and had an idea of her self-value, her worth, or had the resources to not quit school for a week a month? Oh, my goodness. Th- let me tell you, when a
1: girl gets empowered, especially a girl in Africa, wow, they are empowered. They are strong. Um, I've been in their company. like That is a complete change. And I remember one, one set of girls, first of all, they were in a class, and they, one of the girls was raped by five boys. And instead of the boys getting kicked out of school, she was kicked out of school, Mm. which is horrible. And when she went home and told her parents what happened, they kicked her out of the house because they said, Mm. you should have just kept your mouth shut about being raped because now you can't go to school. And so now we don't want you here. So just think about compounding that situation. But this girl knew about our women, excuse me, our girls' empowerment program, and she decided she wanted to be part of that. And we were able to bring her in there and help her understand that that was not her fault and that she you know, she is in the image of God and that she has value. And long story short, she was able to um, go back to that school and address that the headmistress at the school. And she asked the woman who's in charge of our girls empowerment program to go with her to support her. And she went back to the school and she told the headmistress, you were wrong. You should have kicked those boys out. You should not have kicked me out. They were the ones that did the wrong thing. First of all, For a girl to stand up like that in that culture is unheard of. That was bravery on a whole other level. And the headmistress said to her, well, I'm not letting you back in the school. And she said, I don't want to come back to your school, but I want to make sure that what happens to me, what happens to me never happens to another girl again. And she got changed. The headmistress did hold those boys accountable. And she did promise to never allow that to happen again in that school and that mm-hmm. is a transformation culturally in just a, a few interactions with the girls empowerment program for her to understand that she did have a voice that she could say no this is not right and she could stand up for other girls so the ripple effect of girls empowerment and women's empowerment is far be- it's exponential we can't measure it because as soon as a woman or girl has a voice she uses it and that's what yeah. we want. As soon as she has an opportunity, she takes full advantage of it. And that's what we want. She empowers everyone around her. We have women whose businesses have become so successful that they expand their businesses and they hire other women in the community because the bandwidth is they need more people. <laughs> and they're empowering other women, which is incredible. So it oh. goes beyond what Convoy does. It's just exciting when you let light that spark that it's just,
0: it's, it just ignites. I love that for girls' empowerment alone, at just uh, a couple statistics is in 2022, that over 20,000 girls from over 16 countries were impacted by this. And as I sit here and I dream about the future of the next generation of women, the next generation of girls, I can't help but think about my own life and um, how things have been different because... Mm-hmm so many people in my family did have an opportunity, but I also think about opportunities that we can create for others. Specifically, you know, Convoy isn't just in Africa or Latin right. America. I mean, you guys have outposts everywhere and there's versions uh, of what is going on and how women are being helped and supported in micro enterprise, uh, health and education, food assistance. It's beautiful. And then connecting to a local church, which I, I'm a church girl. So that's like a right. big, big plus for me in my book. But personally, as As we were talking about kind of the impact that's going on in Puerto Rico, I clearly have an affinity. I'm Puerto Rican, and I'm so grateful for the sacrifices of my grandmother, but I don't think – I have a lump in my throat. Mm -hmm. Nope, we're not going to do that. (laughs) I don't think that my grandmother would have left Puerto Rico if she had opportunities. Right. Like you're creating for women there. And I think of the sacrifices that she had to go through and how humble it was to come to the United States and work in a sweatshop and get underpaid and paid under the table because she didn't know her value. By the grace of God, I'm so grateful for her sacrifices, but it makes me think, who would she have become had she had different opportunities? And so as we talk about uh, this and the opportunities that we're creating, so many women are stepping into their purpose. And their purpose is giving them a sense of resiliency. I mean, science backs this up, but you're telling us stories that are like proving it. So I don't want to just talk about the lives of those that have been impacted from the receiving side you get to work with donors and you get to work with people that are giving and supporting not just Convoy, but women's empowerment and girls' empowerment. I want to know, do you have a, a story or a testimony of the impact of purpose that was found or joy that was found or whatever that had blessed somebody from partnering with Convoy and how it impacted their life? One of
1: the things I get to do at Convoy of Hope is to take our donors into the field. And I've been doing that since 2008. So we've taken tons of trips into all different countries where Convoy has work. And I'm always excited to see in just a few days um, what God does in their lives. Because I think everybody thinks they're going to go in the field and help. People that are in need, but really, what happens is the Holy Spirit does so much more (laughs) in you. And I just love, and I don't say anything. I just like to see it happen. So it's just even the first time I went into the field, it's just radical, and it really changed me. It changed my heart, and I think that's what God does when you do that. But I remember one story where one of our donors, she, her and her family had been supporting women's empowerment for quite a while. And she was very excited to come on this trip. It just happened to be Ethiopia again. She was very excited to come on this trip to Ethiopia. We call that a hope experience to go and see the impact of what's happening firsthand. And she's been a big part of that for many years. And. I didn't. So I was very excited for her. But before the trip, she called me and she said, "You know, we've been sponsoring a child through another organization there for some years as well. If I came in early with you, do you think there's any way you could connect me with this other ministry, and to find this child?" And I said, "You know, in my mind, I'm thinking I have no idea how how can we do this." And I said. Lord, if this is you, help me, because I, I don't, you know, I don't know how to do that. So I called a contact that I had there, and I said, "Okay, this is the organization. This is what she's looking for. Is there any way that you can help coordinate this?" And he says, "Oh, I know that organization. I know exactly where that is." So she came in early, and she went to meet this child that they had been corresponding back and forth, even with letters. So they, she knew who they were, and um, had been supporting them for a long time. And she, I di- wasn't able to go with her to the visit. She was only able to go alone. And she went and she met this child. Well, the child's mother was part of our women's empowerment program. And she had been sponsoring the whole family. Oh, my God. And I just, you know, when God, I think that's a God wink. When God just says, I see you and I wanted you oh. to see what your faithfulness is doing. I was such a gift for her and it was such a gift for me to even be a fly on the wall for that god moment. It was just really exciting. Really exciting.
0: Kimberly I I am amazed by you always. I think you undersell yourself. You're an amazing storyteller. You carry the heart of Jesus and you carry mm. the impact of Convoy of Hope so beautifully. And now I'm so excited to not just talk about Convoy of Hope but invite other people to step into purpose and change the world literally. So you and I were kind of cooking up a plan and, and dreaming about a couple of things and I'm so excited to announce on this podcast that we are going to plan, we are planning a yeah. girls empowerment conference in Puerto Rico. All right. I'm mommy, papi, get ready, dale gas, because we are going to, we have this dream, we have this vision of resourcing 200 girls on the island of Puerto Rico uh, between the ages of 12 and 18. And they're going to come in. I'm going to preach the word of God. There's going to be games and we're going to give them gifts. And what we want to do is, first and foremost, we want to tell them the beautiful story of Jesus. We want to reinforce their values and their worth. We want to speak the word That's of right. God over them. But then we also want to point them in the direction of after-school programs and then get their friends to come. And Kimberly and I are dreaming for like one day, you know, filling a stadium with teen girls, That's like right. move over daddy Yankee. We're, we're here <laughs> and we're going to bring in the word of God. We're going to turn up and have a party. And That's I have right. this crazy, I have this crazy goal. I'm turning to the podcast listeners, and in the season of resilience, even in your pain and your lack, and maybe you wondering if you've been knocked down, we've heard so many stories of life transformation, and what I believe is that you will find a sense of meaning and purpose when you think of others more than yourself, even in moments of crisis and trial, trauma, and tribulation, and so I have a dream of sponsoring 200 teens for this event, and not only that, then I got this crazy vision, I was like, well, what if we not just sponsor the girl, but what if we actually do a partnership where we can actually sponsor the mother and the girl? Like how epic would that be? Let's bring seed capital to a woman. That's right. Uh, I, I, be- I believe that it's about $300 to, for seed capital to start a business. I That's mean, right. th- this is, this is doable y'all. This is doable. We gonna, we're going to, we're going to have an amazing time. So it's not 200. It's not 200. We want 400 sponsorships. And Convoy of Hope has made it so easy for us to step into our purpose and giving back and thinking of others more than ourselves and helping women. How amazing for men and women who are podcast listeners to we're going there to empower women around the world. So Kimmery, can you give us a little bit of next steps? Let's talk about the vision of like, what are we, what does sponsorship look like? What are we, what are we dreaming up? I mean, cause literally we dream this up and we're like, okay, realistically, how much would this cost? What are we looking at? What do they get? Give us all the details. Okay. I, I, I think it's amazing that we can
1: transform a girl's life for $25. That's Hello. nothing. Hello.
0: That's yes. nothing.
1: And for $25, that pays for the curriculum to include her in a girls' empowerment after school program. And yes. it's $25 for the entire
0: year. It's nothing. I mean- but wait a minute, can... wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to get a little Latina here. I'm going to get a okay. little spicy because I know someone's going to hear and be like, okay, oh, hey, that's amazing. $25, I can do that. No, what I'm going to push for, and it's called faith. I'm a pusher. I'm a pusher, kimberly I want people to sponsor for $25 a month. Well, that's yeah. my ask because that's when we're going to get our sponsorship. So that's when we're going to get our people to buy in. That's when tr- real change is going to happen. And like, who knows? What if we're dreaming of 400 and the Lord wants to bring tenfold of 4,000? I want to see transactions. And so people can go to www.convoyofhope.org slash Bianca. We want it to be simple. Everyone can remember my name. Come on, family. Please remember my name here. Convoyofhope.org slash Bianca. And Kimmery, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is options, right? So they can, $300 is, boom, immediate seed capital for one woman to start a business, get off of her feet, and people can pick $100. I mean, if we think about it, $25 a month is $300 for the year. So if you want to make a one-time donation for $300, or if you want to do $25 monthly, or, I mean, if you're a baller to the glory of God, you've got a million dollars. Kimri is my witness. Kimmery, what did I tell you I wanted to raise for Convoy of Hope? Oh, you don't remember? Oh, it was a million dollars. Okay. (laughs) I had a dream. I had a dream of raising a million dollars because I would love to see an outpost of Convoy of Hope built for the Caribbean Islands. Everything. So if there's natural disasters in Haiti or Cuba, Puerto Rico, uh, Dominican Republic, I want to have an outpost of that Convoy of Hope which are known. I mean, we're talking about women's empowerment only, but Convoy is so much right. bigger than that. And they are amazing with disaster relief. They're first on the ground. I mean, I absolutely love what they're about. I'm a little partial to the Women's Empowerment Program, but I mean, if you want more information, you just go to convoyofhope.org, convoyofhope.org, and you can get more information about what they're doing around the globe. But I would love, family, fam, I'm asking, can we empower around the world? Can we help others discover their purpose? while we are discovering ours. Again, the website is convoyofhope.org slash Bianca. And... Kimberly and I are excited. Not only that, you can follow along. The conference is going to be happening in October, and we're going to be posting things on social media. And so you can actually see where your money is going. And I just want everyone to know right now, like, I don't get a dollar from this, okay? I, right. I, I, I I don't I feel like I should tell people like I don't get a 10% cut off, you know, from all y'all. I don't I don't I don't want anything. I want this to go all to the girls. In addition to that, it's a double dip for me because Convoy is putting on this conference that I get to speak to young girls, but then there is a church denominational organization that's hosting a leadership pastors conference. So, I'm going to speak to hundreds of pastors from Puerto Rico, pour into them and then immediately go over to the girls conference. It's going to be ministry weekend overload Perfect. and you get to help sponsor that. Uh, Kimberly, any closing Thoughts or words. Just thank you for you being you. Anything you want to leave us as we wrap up the episode? Well, first of all, I want to say
1: thank you because I do think that your donors have heart that your your listeners, excuse me, will become donors and have a heart for the girls and the women. And it's super easy. And $25 a month is really nothing. We spend that maybe on one trip to Starbucks, honestly. Right. So I think we can I think we can do it. And if you can appreciate some of the stories that I shared, how it really can change and transform. Oh, so many lives, one at a time, but so many lives. I think that'd be amazing for you to be part of that. But also I'm going to stand with you on your million dollars. And I'm going to say that when that happens, we will do another podcast from that new building, that new warehouse distribution oh center in the Caribbean. <laughs> and uh, we will on, give Jesus. all the glory and praise to the Lord who I know is going amen. to do it. So we stand together amen. And, I'm, and amen on that.
0: Yes. If there's a pastor or organization or millionaire out there that wants to donate to make this possibility, listen, go to convoyofhope.org backslash Bianca. Okay. And then we will raise a million dollars. We will put an outpost so when emergencies happen, people will get blankets. They'll get food. They'll get water. They'll get baby items. They'll get hygiene items. That's what this is about. We get to in change the the world in, get the in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. which is that's the most right. important
1: part of it, you know. We 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 partner with churches all over the world, and we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and really meet people and their deepest needs to point them to the Lord. And that's what it's all about.
0: Kimberly Page, I'm so grateful for you. I love you, and I hope that the listeners have learned to love you as well and get to know you, your heart, and Convoy. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Bianca. Appreciate you. Well, family, join us next week for another episode of We're Going There. Thank you for being part. If the podcast has been a blessing to you, you've enjoyed it, would you consider sharing on social media, tagging at Convoy of Hope, at Bianca Oltoff. We want to hear your stories. We want to know if you become a partner. Nosy folk want to know. So put your business out there. If you like the podcast, consider subscribing or leaving a positive review. We love you, and we'll catch you next week.